0: The Merit Systems Protection Board is officially in a precarious position. That is, what little there is of it. A Senate committee tried but failed to vote out any of the president's nominees to fill the three-member board and restore a quorum. The outcome means the board is much closer now to a reality that no one really wants, a board with no members. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco says the recent vote is prompting more questions about the entire agency's future. She joins me now in studio with more. Nicole, what happened with a Republican Senate? This should have been a slam dunk.
1: Well, it should have been. Uh, so these three nominees, Dennis Kirk, Andrew Monts, and Julia Clark, they were all originally considered at their nomination hearing back in July. So this tells you how long this whole process has been taking and how long they've been waiting. And what it comes down to is that the committee just fundamentally disagreed on how they wanted to move forward with these nominees. Uh, the committee chairman ron johnson he said that he wanted to move them out as a package and that's typically how it's gone in the past so if one nominee doesn't go then none of them will and that's exactly what happened in this situation so there was a little bit of controversy it seems with one of the nominees andrew montz Uh, several of the unions actually wrote to the committee back in july saying that they opposed his nomination as well as one of the other ones dennis kirk but he doesn't seem to have had any issues here. And James he he's a member on the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. And he says the committee really did their homework with Mons.
0: And by the way, Langford is a Republican, too, he, right? Yes, he okay. is. There has been a, um, uh, a lot of push back and forth on this nominee. And what's been interesting is both in the hearing itself in uh, the questions that he handled there, and then the follow-up letters that have been plentiful uh, from follow-up from individuals trying to be able to clear up any questions and issues. There's been a lot of good information uh, that has come out. Uh, so this is a nominee that we have done the due diligence on to be able to get the information out, and uh, I'll be glad to be able to vote for him after asking all the hard questions, getting all the hard information out.
1: That's Republican Senator James Lankford. He's a member of the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. So they voted. And you might ask, I mean, why are we spending so much time on this single vote? And ultimately, it was a seven to seven decision. Rand Paul, he wasn't there, but he voted no by proxy. Um, I've heard a few things that he fundamentally disagrees with the existence of the Merit Systems Protection Board. Um, but he wasn't there. His vote didn't count anyway. And so they were unable to move Andrew Monts's nomination forward, and then they couldn't bring forward any of the others.
0: And as you say, there was some un- employee union opposition to Mons, who is now with the Social Security Administration?
1: Yes, he is with the Social Security Administration's General Counsel Office. So he has some experience in this general field here. All right.
0: So those guys are kaput for now, I guess. And so questions are coming up about the future of the MSPB itself, which as an agency consists of much more than simply the three-member board.
1: Right. There are administrative judges, and we'll get to the role that they play a little bit later here. But, you know, frankly not moving the nominees out this year, it sets up a big problem in the next couple of months. So the Senate is unlikely to be able to move forward any of these nominees before they leave later in December. Uh, the president is going to have to either renominate the same people or come up with new ones starting in January. They then have three months from the time that uh, current chairman Mark Robbins's term expires on March 1st. So A board with no members, it is a possibility at this point, just from the sheer timing standpoint. Now, you might ask what's different between a board with no members and the current situation. A few things. Uh, The board would continue to lack a quorum, obviously. They can't move petitions for review out the door. The board also can't issue a stay of an employee's personnel action. That's something that the Office of Special Counsel might request when they do their own investigations. And then here's a new question that I heard in asking several in the community about MSPB's future. The board delegates authority to administrative judges. If there's no board... Can the board still delegate authority to administrative judges to continue doing their jobs? And inactive judges would essentially shut down the agency. They would not be able to do the day-to-day work of looking at an employee or an agency's appeal before the MSPB. And that is a real issue that people are questioning.
0: Bizarre situation.
1: It is. I had frankly never heard about this before until this committee vote. It's a question that's certainly out there in the federal employment law community.
0: Yeah, you can't have delegates if there's no delegator, in other words.
1: Right. That is a question that's out there that those – in charge are considering as they, you know, think about how they're going to move forward with the MSPB. I spoke with Jim Eisenman. He is a former MSPB executive director and general counsel. He just left about a month or so ago, and he's now a private employment attorney. He tells me that. You know, this situation is really causing him to change the way he deals with his clients. He's telling them, you know, if they have appeals and they want to go potentially consider that petition for review, he's saying don't do it. He's recommending the federal circuit court instead.
0: Go straight to court. Sure. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Now, that Senate committee is also losing a couple of its important members. So the complexion will change if there are new nominees in January.
1: Yes. And this committee, they talked about some of those um, members who were leaving as they waited for members to show up for this vote, knowing that they were going to need everybody there, if possible, to try to move these MSPB nominees out. So Claire McCaskill, she lost her seat in Missouri. She's been the ranking member of the committee, and she encouraged her members to maybe reconsider the possibility of using subpoenas in the future to get access to some of these documents that they hadn't been able to over the past couple years. Then there's Senator Heidi Heitkamp. She lost her seat in North Dakota. She's the ranking member of the Regulatory Affairs and Federal Management Subcommittee. And she really had some interesting comments about this committee and the kind of work that they've been doing.
0: If I have one regret, I think it's that we weren't able to convince more colleagues to, to take this work seriously, whether it is the demise of the federal workforce which we have to. Uh, millennials don't want to work for us, you guys. Right. I mean, there's a reason for that. You got. We got to examine that. We are not getting the best and brightest, and we've created a hostile workforce for many employees who, who want to participate in government service. And so we've got to pay attention to the stuff that we paid attention to on that committee.
1: That's Senator Heidi Heitkamp, uh, she'll be leaving the Senate at the end of the year and I think she really voiced a comment that many in the federal community overall have been asking is why isn't there more interest from Congress in these issues and she was said it right there we need more people to be interested in this we need more people to look at GAO reports IG reports and just the federal workforce in general
0: so now the next step is for the administration to renominate those people or nominate three other people and then we'll see what happens if the Senate can even get its act together to vote on them before Mark Robbins leaves in March.
1: Right. That's the current question. And based on the current track record, potentially in a tight timeline next year.
0: Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her story at federalnewsnetwork.com.